I'm Nicole Matheson, and this is Unbreakable, the podcast exploring intimate relationships and what makes us thrive within them. There have been many times in my marriage when I've felt really disconnected and stuck. It really is the worst feeling and made me feel helpless and hopeless. But getting unstuck doesn't really work when you're coming at it from your desperation. It really takes some consciousness and intentionality. But when we know the secrets for making a shift and getting unstuck, we have so much power to change things. So if you feel like it's time to make a shift in your relationship or your relationship status, I've put my tools and techniques together into a free five-day challenge called Shift Your Relationship and in brackets, without changing him. And I'd love to invite you to join me. The challenge tunes you back into your power to create the shift and the dynamic that you really want in your relationship. It aims to revive your hope, center you in your heart, help you feel more connected to your partner, and bring you back to the woman who you really want to be in your relationship. Of course, if you're not in a relationship or not with a man, the tools in this challenge will still be relevant for shifting you out of stuckness. So please come and join us. To join, simply go to www.nicolematheson.com forward slash challenge. Now on to today's episode. And today I'm speaking to our first unbreakable man. I really enjoyed this chat. It's really nice to have some masculine energy on this podcast. And the man in question is Brian Reeves. He refers to himself as the relationship inside ninja. And after our chat, I would have to agree with him. Brian was raised predominantly by strong women who infused his world with vision and service and left him with a deep reverence for the capacity of women and what they bring to the world. Yet this, for most of Brian's adult life, did not translate into relationship success. In fact, his last six years have been committed to exploring his ignorance and searching for the answer to, why do my girlfriends get so pissed off at me? In his search, he's had to challenge his approach to relationships and the way he responds to dealing with emotions. He now teaches this to men and women in his coaching practice. In our chat, we also talk about why boundaries are so important to create a safe container so that we can thrive in our relationship. We talk about the three stages of relationship and how we can move through them from codependency to interdependency. He helps us understand how to bring out the best in our men and what men really find attractive in women and how to bring more of that. We also talk about the masculine myth as opposed to the feminine myth and why these myths really aren't working for us. Enjoy.
Again, I'd just like to say thank you for being the first man on the Unbreakable podcast. Wow. I am honored. And as I said, I do not take that lightly. Your trust <laughs> and your invitation. So it, it is my honor. Thank you, Nicole. It's a pleasure. Um, and I think I'm pretty sure most of the people listening are women to this podcast. I'm sure there's a, a few mm. men. But um, what I really love about you, Brian, is you really seem to get women. And I'm wondering where, your others, uh-huh. <laughs> where this understanding came from. Can you talk us through that a little? Yes. Well, it's just so funny. Look, I, I'm in a relationship with, a, with an amazing, beautiful, exquisite woman. And, um, you know, to be accused of getting women uh, is just comical to me. <laughs> because, and, and, and surely to my girlfriend. Although, you know, it's funny, I, think, uh, I tend to be pretty hard on myself and, and maybe to some degree that's, that's been a saving grace because I've, I've, I guess I've just learned to take responsibility and I think that's, you know, there's not much that sets me apart from I think most guys other than just, okay, where am I responsible for what I'm experiencing in the world, for what's happening in the world? That's the, and um, that's really the only question and so, I think that really separates me from a lot of guys. So there's not much that separates other than just inquiry mm-hmm. into my responsibility. And, you know, I, I was raised by predominantly by really strong, dynamic, independent women. Uh, I've got two moms and three sisters. Now, my two moms were not married to each other. They were married to my two dads, my, my dad and my stepdad. But it was really my mom's that kind of in, infused my world with, with, with vision and service and, and you know, service to humanity, service. My, my mom was uh, the director of a, of a crisis center. She just retired literally a few weeks ago. Wow. Um, she was the director of a, of, a, of, a, of a major crisis center in Maryland for 30 plus years. And um, uh, my stepmother has been very mission oriented towards service, serving humanity through her entrepreneurial projects. And, mm-hmm. and so and my, my, my two dads, God bless them, they're good men, but they were just kind of, you know, in my, in my view of things, were just kind of holding on for dear life to, to, to what my moms were up to and, and, um, and trying to find their own way in the world. And so I, I was really influenced by my moms. Uh, deeply. And then I had these three amazing sisters growing up who were wild and outrageous and brilliant and talented, artistic. And again, they, they just brought so much color and flavor to my life. So I think I, I really just grew up with a, a profound respect and appreciation for what women bring to the world. Mm. And, and, I, and I remember when I was 17 years old, Around that time, I remember being in the in the kitchen, um, and my mom. I, I don't remember what was going on, but I, I remember just having this awareness, this thought that I don't even remember who was president at the time, but it obviously wasn't a woman. And I remember, and there weren't even a lot of women leaders that I was conscious of. And so I remember just thinking, you know, my mom is amazing. She she's badass, and she holds the world together, and she serves all these people. I remember, why aren't more women leading? in the world because they're amazing. <laughs> and, 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 and that and so, question still stands, I suppose. Absolutely. Of course. Absolutely. I mean, 
absolutely. And, 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 but you know, there's a difference between having that healthy respect and reverence for how, how, how powerful women really are in the world and then learning how to love one in an intimate capacity, in an intimate context. There's a big difference. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get how powerful and amazing and extraordinary women are and essential they are to, to have, to have that, to, to, that we need the woman's voice at the, at the table of humanity's affairs. I really Mm. get that. Mm. But when it comes to getting a woman in the intimate context, I have been absolutely clueless. <laughs> what the hell is going on here for most of my adult life? And you know, a lot of the, the last really six years of, of my personal journey and as well as my work then has been exploring my own that, – that ignorance mm. um, that I've lived with for decades and that – and, and showing up in that ignorance with that ignorance in my intimate relationships and then, you know, wondering why the hell are my girlfriends always so mad at me? What am I missing here? And and just sort of diving into that inquiry has really shaped the work that I do now mm-hmm. in, in serving couples, men and women, to to navigate this 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 you know, intimate dance that, that we, we've, it's like we've been trained to practice as adversaries. And, and what I'm realizing is no, we're part, <laughs> yes. we're partners in this. I love that. So, yes. yeah. So that's a, that's a long that answer. Is, that um, is a beautiful but, answer. The women that I serve, um, are quite, you know, <clears throat> varied of course, but, uh, they're kind of like me. I'm in a relationship, a long-term relationship. And I really want it to be alive. Like that is that is my front line. Is I I want this to feel really beautiful, like flowing mm-hmm. and yeah. alive yeah. and healthy and vibrant. Um, so I'm just wondering what your inquiry has actually taught you about. <clears throat> relationships and uh-huh. keeping them alive. Yeah. Oh, it's such a, oh my God, such a, what a great question. Um, one of the biggest discoveries I've made for myself um, was really discovering that there's this dance in intimacy, this dance of opposites. You could call it yin, yang, you could call it Shiva, Shakti. You could call it masculine, feminine. Um, the reason that's been so profound for me is because what I discovered was that predominantly we have been, we have collectively and I personally have been taught in kind of the, what I'll call the, the masculine mode of, of relating which is almost the opposite of what you just said you want to experience in relationship. There's lots of flow and richness and, and, <laughs> and depth. And it's like, no, I, I've been taught that, that all that is actually the enemy. All of that richness and depth and, 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 and emotion and feeling and all of that. Like, wait, no, no, no. That, sh- that shouldn't – only the good stuff anyway. 
is is what should be happening. And by good stuff, I mean, you know, nothing should change. Uh, everything should just be easy. Um, there should be no upset emotions ever. E- even the ecstatic ones are, you know, even those we, we can't much. let those go on. Yeah, Dude, that's yeah. too much. I mean, we got to We got we got work to do. Let's get. We got you know. At some point, we got to get back to our to being productive, Shut getting that somewhere. Shut it down. Shut it down. <laughs> exactly. And so, I think that the the most profound discovery for me and in, in that that. I just saw, wow, being ignorant of this cost me and my partners, my girlfriend, so much in the past was mm-hmm. was that was the complete dismissal of the, the, the feminine aspect of relating, yeah. which is that 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 love flow between two people and, and what that even means, what that yeah. actually looks like. And and that's you know, that's with my girlfriend that that means all all the feelings are welcome, all of them, and again, that goes counter to my programming, completely counter to and my does programming. Does that scare the shit out of you still, or Reg- regularly? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, totally, of course, yes, it does. It, it's, there, I mean, there's a number of things at play there. For example, as a man, I, I especially growing up around women, I was taught never hurt a woman. And so if my girlfriend is upset and it seems to be related to something I did or she thinks I did, well, that right there, which is usually why it seems she's upset, yeah. that yeah. goes that, – that, that violates prime directive number one, don't hurt a woman. Mm. So you know, learning how to not actually – how to how to kind of not take that personal and not make it about me, and that actually it isn't that I hurt a woman and it's a, and it's a mark on my character, but just rather no emotions happen, upset happens, and, and this is where a lot of my my own spiritual practice comes into play is learning how to how to again take responsibility for my own stuff, yeah, because what that enables me to realize is that okay, actually her upset is her stuff, mm. but but. See, in the past, I stopped there. That's your That's stuff, your stuff. woman. Go, go deal with it. <laughs> go Let deal me know with when it. you're finished. That's right. Then we can do relationship again. Once you've <laughs> dealt with that, then we can do relationship again. Once you've come back to normal and there's no more emotional stuff happening, then we can do relationship. I would just like and, to say I've been on the receiving end of that. Yeah. How's that, how's that go? How's that mm-hmm. feel for you? Oh, yeah, this is why my girlfriends were always angry at me. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought that that's, I thought that's how it was. I mm. thought that I thought that you know, uh, the the sign of a healthy relationship was we're never mad at each other. Everything just works. We're in harmony. Harmony. Peace of mind. Everything. You know, one of the things that I just laugh when I hear men say this. I just want a relationship with no drama. <laughs> I just want, I just, why can't I have a relationship with no drama? That's all I want. You know, or I've, I've heard of men putting that on their dating profiles. Oh my God, that is the biggest red flag. Ladies, if you're watching, if, you, if you're hearing this and you use your own online dating, you see a man who doesn't want drama, do not date that man. <laughs> he is not going to know how to love you. Yeah. And that is kind I mean, of, would you say that's the happy ever after man style? masculine mm. style whereas the happy Absolutely. ever after female style is like 
He just gets me. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the happy ever after, what I call the, the masculine myth, mm-hmm. is is that is that yeah, and that's you know look again look at our fa- it's the fairy tale. It's we found each other, and from here on out, sunsets, everything is just golden from here on out. Mm-hmm. No problems to ever deal with again. The end of all problems. Yeah. Right, and and that's just not life. It certainly is an intimate relationship, but it's not life either. Mm. And one of the one of the tools that I work with, one of the maps when I'm working with couples is is moving, helping couples move through the three stages from codependence to interdependence. Mm. And and in stage one, that codependence, this is where we live that mythology, the lies, the masculine lie of, I'll find a woman and she'll. She'll, I'll feel free forevermore, you know, through whatever it is. She'll just lift me up and, and she'll make me a better man. And what that means is she'll just be easy. Yeah. Uh, life will be easy once I have the right woman. And uh, whereas kind of on the, on the other side, the, 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 the feminine myth is, is once I have a man, oh, there will just be love forevermore love flow we'll just be together and connected forevermore i won't ever have to worry about being alone again and how does that that just generally isn't what happens and it's generally where all the disappointment comes from that belief absolutely that belief absolutely because because and this is what i experienced over and over is Yep, I'd get into it. It's, it's ironic, too, because we men, we don't choose the easy women. No. And then when we get what we're not choosing, which is, which is challenge, then we lament that and go, why can't you just be easier? But yet if she was easier, we'd be bored. We wouldn't <laughs> choose her. So, I mean, that's, the, that's that codependent stage one conundrum that we find ourselves in and, and likewise you know uh, uh, and, and we're talking in a heterosexual context and this this transcends uh, gender but we'll just keep it in that context for ease of conversation I mean this could go the other way there could be women listening that would identify more with kind of the, that masculine mode of 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 the masculine myth that when I find a man oh things will just be easier yeah Right. And and she may be a, a tr- maybe partnered with a man who just thinks we should be connected and doing things together all the time or or right. I mean, this can go either way. But that that conundrum, that first stage codependent conundrum that 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 she finds herself in is the same. It's it's oh, you know, she chooses a man who likewise challenges her um, in a slightly different way. It's um You know, a woman can't respect a man who just does everything she wants him to do. Yeah. And yet when you get a man who doesn't do everything you want him to do, you get upset. Why, is, why aren't you doing what I want you to do? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind you of, love me. But you, you, you wouldn't want that anyway. Exactly. If you loved me, you would do the, all of these things that I want you to do. But then when he does them, you, can, you don't respect him. Who is this hamster that I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want a pet. I want a man. So like, that's the, you know, it's like we, we just, we, we conspire in this insanity together and then we don't understand why we're so 
dissatisfied. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like two really good people come together and, and just create a shit show. Yes. Crazy. We, we create crazy town. And you know, I love what you call your, your husband. You call him your evolution machine. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, because oh, so because we're not meant to just stay in that stage one insanity. And, 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 and that's where, well, you know, I was between that stage one and stage two, kind of the codependence into in- independence. And there's just there's just no there's no thriving in that in those yeah. in that place. Yesterday on my face my little Facebook group I have to serve these women. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking about boundaries mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and the fine line between being really clear on our boundaries and empowered around that and mm-hmm. being a nagging controlling bitch. Yeah, yeah. And I was kind of suggesting to them that to find, to, to be on the sort of healthy side of that line, it helps to have the focus on nourishing ourselves rather than yeah. on changing the other. Right. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's still a fine line and I'm just yeah. wondering about, uh, your take on boundaries and why they're important. And- yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a that you know boundaries is really a stage two conversation. It's really it, see we're in stage one in codependence. There are no boundaries. No boundaries. Yeah, just just because we because we're we're afraid in, in mm-hmm. stage one. We're afraid of losing what we think we have or or not getting what we think we need. Mm-hmm. You know whether it's connection or whether it's affection, validation, whatever. And so we, we violate our own boundaries. We don't honor our own boundaries because we're scared. If, if, I, if I really honor this boundary, this person's going to leave me. Yeah. So we don't do it. Mm. We don't really stand up for, for our boundaries. And, and I frame it as, as requirements versus requests. Okay. Requests versus requirements. And, and, and you know, a requirement is simply something that, 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 that we put in place, like, I'm not doing relationship if this requirement isn't honored. Mm-hmm. And where most uh, relationships kind of go off the rails is, is, we, is we confound, we confuse requests and requirements. We, we treat requirements like requests and requests like requirements. And it's just, it's just so confusing. Nobody knows what's really, what's, what's real and what's true. Like, and this is again, where we open ourselves up to abuse. We are either abusing ourselves and therefore by extension, usually allowing the other to abuse us. Mm-hmm. And the other person may be outright abusing us, or they may just do it, be doing things that violate our boundaries, but we're not stepping up for those boundaries. So they don't even know they're abusing us. Totally. Mm. That that's, that's the first stage. And, and eventually we discover this doesn't work. It doesn't feel good. I, 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 I don't like feeling terrible in the context of relationship all the time. So I'm going to have boundaries. I'm going to start to stand up for myself. And that's really the, the stage two evolution. Mm-hmm. It's about creating safety. And um, I, I really like how you, you framed it as well, that, that it's, it's really about self, about me. It's not about controlling someone else's behavior. Because mm-hmm. notice, when I'm controlling someone else's behavior, that's totally out of fear. I mean, you could make the, the, the distinction, you could, could language it as the difference between love for myself and, and fear towards you. 
I'm afraid you're going to versus I love myself so. Mm, love right? I love yeah. I love I love myself so I want monogamy because mm. that feels good to me. Mm. Not not because I'm afraid you're going to do something, right? And so it's like yeah, boundaries are, are again what I call requirements um really reflect an inner truth and inner reality that that feels good to you to live inside of. Mm. And and it is it is nuanced because it's easy to, to, you know, boundaries are by, ne- by necessity, by definition, they are kind of like the walls with, with, within which we want to live. And whenever we put up a wall, it's because on the other side of that, there's something we don't want to experience. Yeah. Right? So there's naturally some kind of, you know, maybe some type of fear or, you know, it can get, a, it can get tricky. And so... You know, I, I'm an intellectual, and it's really helpful to not intellectualize these things too much. <laughs> totally <laughs> I know that. Totally agree. Um, but you know, it, it's it's, and these are things sometimes that, you know, my relationship my with my girlfriend, I didn't even know there were boundaries or requirements until sometimes we stepped over them. Yes, and I think and that's, that's very how common. You know, isn't it? You like you're like, whoa, that feels horrible. I'm frustrated. I'm starting to feel resentful. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And, and that's really a good indicator that when you're not feeling good about an experience and it keeps happening and you can just feel like you're upset, you know, mm. uh, emotional. A lot of the work that I do with men and women is really around emotional mastery, which which the beginning of which is just feeling what you feel and really allowing what you feel to be real, to be what it is. Yeah. And and and. Because that really points the way to your boundaries. It's your truth. It's your truth, absolutely. And it doesn't you don't need to 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 have anyone's permission for your own boundaries. Right? You don't need anyone's permission to want what you want, to 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 you create the world within which you feel good and nourished and alive and healthy and vibrant. And, and sometimes, you know, people will have boundaries to support healing. I mean, when, when, when we have a cut or a wound, we put a bandage over it. We put a boundary on it so that the elements outside will, will, won't come in so that it can heal. Mm. And that's, you know, in relationships, sometimes we'll have boundaries for a time to support healing. That, that maybe after a year or months or who knows how long, but we don't need that boundary anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, and I think they change, don't they? They, they constantly flux and change and need to be kind of, you need to be on that intuitive pulse to sort of work them out. Absolutely. And, and, I, and I think really the, the main distinction is if you're going to have a boundary, if you're going to have a requirement a requirement just be clear that a requirement is is a, is a reflection of this is this is what i claim for myself and it's okay if the person you're with or want to be with doesn't want to meet you there it really like learning to let that be okay and therefore willing to not be in the relationship that's what a requirement means and that 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 distinction of really allowing your partner the freedom to meet you there or not 
I mean, it takes courage, but that's, it takes independence. It really takes being strong in yourself and confident in yourself and, and, and connected to yourself enough to let anyone go who refuses or, or demonstrates over and over and over that they are not willing or desiring to even learn how to meet you in, in this dance. Absolutely. I think that there, that risk is a requirement of a boundary, really, if it's a real boundary. Um, Absolutely. And I actually think boundaries make us sexy because mm. isn't that yeah. attractive when someone... Yeah. Yeah. Says no. Well, yeah. Well, well, that it's funny. I mean, that's the that's the conundrum in, in that stage one. I totally agree with you. And my girlfriend loves it when I when I'm boundaried. She's very attracted to me. And but in, in stage one, most of us, you know, we 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 learn codependence. All of us do from childhood. We're, we're born as babies, and we can't—we literally can't take care of ourselves. We need love and affection. We need some caretaker to take care of us, or we'll physically die. And so our nervous systems get tuned to that frequency, and then, you know, we 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 as adults we practice from the same place. And and if if you don't give me what I think I need, which is just just your presence, if you don't stick around, oh. Or if you stick around so much, you know, yeah. uh, that it's overwhelming, uh, you know, we use this language like, I feel like I'm going to suffocate or it feels like I'm going to die. And and that's codependence. Um, and we're all tuned to that frequency from a young age. And so we saddle each other with all these burdens and responsibilities and obligations and and or or we saddle ourselves, you know, we. It's like we're all narcissists in stage one, codependence. Even, even, you know, there's the that in the narcissist relationship, there's the there, there's the hero, and then there's the zero. There's one who gets everything, and there's one who gives everything. But both of those are really just on the spectrum of of the, the that whole spectrum is narcissistic. Because the person who's the zero, the only reason they're the zero is because it's out of fear that if I don't give everything, this person's going to leave me. Or if I don't do it right, or if I don't, like if I really own what I want, then this person won't love me. So it like comes back to, again, the, the, the fear of abandonment or the fear of, you know, um, of, of almost like it really is like a fear of dying um, if, if we don't get what we want or think we need. So, so you know, can boundaries. You, um, can you yeah. clarify stage two and three? So stage two is is independence, right. is really gaining in our independence, and and this is where you know getting out of stage one is is a lot of, um, yeah, it's a lot it's a lot of kind of self love, learning to really fully embrace yourself, and and a lot of that takes. Um, so when I'm working with with clients, what a lot of times what that looks like, and it's been my work too with my own coaches and therapists, all that is, um confronting a lot of the limiting beliefs a lot of the fear that keeps me uh, keeps me needing my partner mm. to to be a certain way so that i can uh, yeah. feel good about myself or feel safe right um because that's just hopeless we're all constantly going to say things do things 
not say things, not do things that <laughs> that hurt each other. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, right? And and so stage two is really about getting independence, really discovering that, oh, I am complete and whole already. I, I You don't actually complete me. I'm already complete. And because once we can really stand in, in our fullness and our wholeness and really own our brilliance, own – and all of us, including all our emotions, all our feelings, all our wounds, like all of it, the messiness of, of, of just being human from that place now. Because if I, if I can, when I can own it in me, I can, I can appreciate it in you. Mm. And now from that place, now stage three, interdependence, now we get to really dance. But we're dancing from a place of self-acceptance. And... And, 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 and again, self-acceptance and therefore other acceptance. When I can accept my own messiness, it's so much easier for me to accept my girlfriend's messiness. Totally. If I'm going to reject – yeah, if I, if, I, if I can't be with my own messiness, if I'm, if I'm you know, abusing myself to be mm. perfect, mm. I am sure as hell going to abuse you to be perfect. Mm. All right? So stage three is the is – the, the dropping of all of that and, and, and just really learning how to enjoy my messiness, your messiness, like my crazy and your crazy and, and then, and then just navigating in, in that. And, 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 and even, you know, stage three interdependence is, is, is learning how to uh, offer the gifts of my heart, the gifts of my truth to my partner. And, and, I mean, that could just mean opening the door for her everywhere we go. It, it could mean holding her when she cries mm. and letting her cry and not telling her to stop crying because I don't understand why you're crying, and which is about my discomfort, mm-hmm. right? That's the, that's the stage one. My just stop crying because I, I don't know why you're – there's no reason to cry. That's my stage one at play, right? And that never – that doesn't that's, – that's terrible, mm. Right. Stage two would be, I don't know why you're crying, but it's okay. But I, you, please, uh, um, you know, figure it out. And when you when you've got it figured out, then come back and we'll we'll talk about it. Right? That's kind of the stage two. Stage stage three is just, oh baby, let those tears flow. I'm right here with you. It's okay. It's okay. Oh, yeah. It's okay. I feel you. You know, just giving the gift of my presence and knowing it's not even even if she says it's about me, which. You know, I regularly do things that trigger my girlfriend's stuff, her wounds, her pain, her fears, her all that that stage one stuff. And she and likewise, her back mm-hmm. to me. But as we learn in stage two to not take it personal, it's not about me. Her upset, yeah, okay, maybe I, I did something that was I, I just didn't even know. Usually it's I didn't even know this was gonna upset her. Mm. Or um stage two is is simply uh, learning, okay, it's not about me, and it's about being boundaried, which means, you know, we're not allowed to, to for example, a, a boundary we have is, is, and you know, we're a year and a half in now, so this was this we don't really, I mean, this is a boundary that's in place, but it it, it came up a few times in our relationship is, like, neither one of us are going to threaten to leave the relationship because we can't deal with what's happening right now, like that's not okay, yeah. and and that's a boundary, we're not going to. That's not, you know, the relationship, we're not going to put that at stake just because we're having a breakdown. Like, mm-hmm. that's not okay. That's mm-hmm. a boundary. And 
So that stage two kind of boundary is what enables stage three to really emerge, which is because I because I feel safe in that I know she's not going to run. And when that's we not, may, when that's not a question mark for you, you can kind of just be present. In absolutely, spot. absolutely. So it's not like you live in stage one for a while. It's not like we live in stage one for for 20 years and then we then we're only do stage two and then we only do stage three i mean we can pass through all three stages in in in, in an hour yeah you know stage stage one i can be upset and feel it feel it wow i'm pissed i'm angry i'm upset oh my like i can feel it fully stage two is is then acknowledging wow you you're here also and you're having an experience like there's two of us present now so i'm upset this is happening this is my stuff Oh, you're crying or you're upset. That's your stuff. Two of us are present. And and when we're both just honoring that each other's experience is valid, then stage three can come online, which is, all right, uh, so I can be present. I've been present for me. You're present for me and vice versa. We're present for each other. And now um, oh, now we can just be be present for, for, for love, really. I mean, stage three is about being present for love, not not for necessarily my what I want or what you want, but, but really what would serve love in this moment, right? Does it, is it, is it whole, is it holding you while you cry? Is it, is it holding you accountable to a boundary you're violating right now, maybe, or you're, you're bumping up against again. Uh, so it's, you know, I mean, you've been married for how long? Coming up 18 years. 18 years, my goodness. <laughs> I mean, you know, I can imagine what, what you all have experienced. Yeah, oh, totally. And, and as you were talking about those, those phases, those stages, I can recognize that it's not like you leave stage one in the distant right. past. I mean, you cycle through no. those things. You know, every time a new evolution of yep. your relationship is ready to come, you know, you, you're back in like, ah! Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that's the, that again, what we're exploring here, these are the biggest revelations for me that, that why didn't anyone tell me this stuff oh, growing up? Cause, cause I just thought, I just thought you, you get a partner and it should be easy. Yeah. That's it. What else is there? You get a partner. I'm a good person. She's a good person. This should just work. <laughs> what? Do we, and it never did. What the hell? What the heck? Oh, Luke, I'm on a mission to spread the word about it, and I can tell that you are too. Uh-huh. It's like yeah. it's the most helpful, biggest relief, really, when you realize yeah. that you are normal. And like my yeah. my message really is that it's not your partner's shit that is triggering you. It's the fact that you are being intimate with a human that triggers mm. us. I mean, the yeah. very fact that you are getting close, and the closer you get, the more of your shit is coming up to heal. Because yeah. we have insecurities, we have beliefs about ourselves, about our, our lovability that we have to address if we want to get close. You know, my my uh, so my girlfriend and I we we've worked with both coaches and uh, therapists. Right now, we actually are, are working more with uh, a therapist. My girlfriend is also a therapist. You know, therapist you got to see therapists. Coaches you got to have coaches. Absolutely. Um, but our our therapist is early in our relationship, probably maybe maybe nine months in or a year in. My she assured us that 
the reason some of these conflicts were coming up is not because we're in the wrong relationship, but because actually we're finally in the right relationship and there's and there is safety for these old wounds to 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 reveal themselves. Yes. And that's that's a that's a big paradigm shift when when you realize it's a compliment actually, the fact exactly. that this shit is coming up. And of course it doesn't come up when you're out there in single land and you're with the wrong person, you know, you've got all this other survival stuff to go up to, to deal with. It's not going to show its head then, you know, cause that, that was definitely a quandary I had. I was like, Oh my God, what's this saying? You know, 15 mm-hmm. years in or something for this to come up. <laughs> uh, right. Right. I must be the, with the wrong person. Yeah. This should, it should, sure. it should be easier than this. That's right. Or he should be, he should be showing up differently. Why isn't he? doing this and he must be the wrong guy yeah totally <laughs> i just haven't realized it until now right um, i have in in this facebook group i recently asked my women what is it that brings out their bitch and mm. this is this is actually a book i'm writing at the moment so i'm kind of like mm. scoping people out about it and interestingly all the answers that came back really seem to be about he's not paying me attention or he's not listening mm. or he's not mm. focused or, you know, and it, and it reminded me of this little Facebook video you did that was about male checkout syndrome. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. uh, yeah. I'm just wondering if you have any tips for us on how to get our men present because that's what we really, really yeah. want. Yeah. So, this is where the, the three stages is a really good model to work with because mm-hmm. if you're in your neediness, if you need him to be present because you need because you need him to be pre- because you don't feel good if he's not present and that's why, then what happens is when you communicate from that place, you're communicating from fear and, or from disconnection with yourself, expecting him to be the source of your connection. And in that place... You're, you're just you're just going to elicit his own resistance, his neediness, because his neediness is I need you to be easier. That's his <laughs> and neediness. Leave me alone. And leave me alone. I got enough problems to solve. I don't need the impossible problem of you to also have to figure out. And so that's your neediness is going to elicit his neediness. And they're com- they're complementary in ways that will drive you both batshit crazy. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? That's right. So, so that's a losing proposition. You can't get him to do anything if you need him to do something. And I would just like to say, I can verify that thousandfold. It doesn't <laughs> yeah. work. It doesn't. I, I feel it in my own body. I mean, there's a big difference when my girlfriend communicates from that place um, of, of neediness because she needs something. Um, so anyway, <laughs> that's which is which is really when we're not taking responsibility for this need in ourselves. That's right. Which is that's stage two. Stage two is the capacity is developing the capacity mm-hmm. to to give yourself what you need, to take care of what you need. If what whatever that is, it's really to connect with yourself. 
Learn to connect with yourself. Learn to really know how to take care of yourself. And I don't just mean financially. I don't mean make your own money and get your own, you know, have your own home. I'm not talking about that. I, I mean moment by moment by moment. Do know how to do the things that that are nurturing to you, that light you up, that don't require his presence. Because in the end, that's what attracts him, is you lit up, not you pissed off and needy. Not to say there isn't a place, not to say there's not a place for your anger. There's absolutely a place for your anger, and your anger is is surely justified. Um, But it's learning how to offer your anger versus demand from your anger. You know, your, your anger as an offering becomes an invitation to him yeah. rather than your, your anger because you're needy, which just becomes a demand, which is just it just it, 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 it burdens him. And most men don't have the skill to know what the hell's going on here. Most men are just responding from their own stage one neediness when you are 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 communicating from stage one neediness. So, yeah, learning how to really take care of yourself. And that's something that my girlfriend does really, really well. She really knows how to take care of herself. And um, from that place, then, you know, every day uh, she's able to show up fully for our relationship. And I mean, you know, but no one does anything perfectly. I mean, she has her she gets off her own path sometimes just as I do mine. But, you know, she knows how to find her way back by by taking doing something, doing the things that feel really good to her regularly. And um, from that place, then when there is an upset, or when I'm checked out, which it happens, you know, I'm a writer, I'm in my head a lot doing my whether it's doing videos or writing or creating or just working and you know, or whatever, managing a business, um, I definitely leave my body. It happens regularly. Uh, I'm also a, a military veteran. I, I was trained by the government. I was millions of dollars were spent training me not to feel. So, you know, that's so it happens sometimes where I'll go to that place where she can tell I'm checked out. Mm. And w- rather than needing me to get out of my get out of my head and into my body because when she's taking care of herself, she can communicate with me in ways that invite me back mm-hmm. into my body. She can, you know, she, she'll even, she'll, she'll share with me that, that, you know, something, it doesn't feel good or she can feel me like I'm not really present right now. Or she's mm-hmm. like, okay, I, I can see you've been in work mode for a while. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you know, I respect that and, and, and honor that. And that's a big part of it respecting and honoring my experience that's stage two respecting and honoring where i'm at not trying to get me to show up just for her with no regard for my experience hell yeah right if, if i don't feel respected in what i'm experiencing if i don't feel honored in what i'm experiencing even if it's not what you want me to be experiencing but if i don't feel honored and respected and you just try to get me to where you want me to be fuck you that's the initial reaction that's the initial response is get out of my face. And, you know, I, and I'm a, I'm a pretty self-aware man, but still that response is the first thing anyone tries to tell me to do something and they haven't honored where I'm at right now. The initial response I've got to work through is get the hell out of my face. Yeah. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, you know, 
the, that's why I love these three stages because they're they're really a great map to 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 communication. Um, because look, I want to feel my body. I want to feel my emotions. I want to feel alive, and 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 I want to be in my body and in my heart. And my girlfriend is the invitation to me to 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 have that experience. Because when I don't, I feel dead. I don't feel alive. No man feels alive inside of masculine checkout syndrome. We're not we're not ecstatic. We're not enjoying our lives in that place. No. We're just surviving. We're barely so, getting so by. Male checkout syndrome is where easy takes you, would you say? Mm. Yeah, it's where the myth of, of this should be easier takes us. That's why we'll go sit and we'll watch TV. We'll watch sports. We'll drink alcohol. We'll just work to make more money, thinking that if I just make more money, life will be easier. Mm. Um, you'll, you know, or whatever. If my sports team wins, oh, then I can feel better about life. And and I can for a few minutes, you know, or if I you watch some porn, you know, I get to kind of, oh, it's just so easy. I mean, what is porn but just but just women that are happy to let the, a man do whatever they want to them, right? It's easy. So, you know, there are all these things we use to check out and just oh, not be burdened by life, by relationship, by anything. And so if you show up with just, just another burden – demanding something of me that I don't have the skill or the resources right now to offer. Oh, I, I just want out. Get out. I just, I'm out. I'm going to run for the hills. Right. Yeah. So that's why, that's why it doesn't work. So I love that you're suggesting an invitation uh-huh. is, is the best approach to come back. And, and you, and the invitation is, and I've seen this with couples that have been together for, for decades that are that are that have created stagnancy and breakdown and, and masculine checkout and and what happens is when when the woman in a heterosexual couple when the woman starts to really just take care of herself and come alive and embrace her own feelings and really tell the truth of her experience and and she starts doing the things that light her up whoa all of a sudden her man looks at her and goes whoa what's that that's pretty sexy she becomes boundaried inside of that as well Right, she stops accepting abuse or stops, um, um, you know, denying herself, which is a form of self abuse that a lot of women, in particular, uh, engage in. Yeah. For the sake of everyone else, I'll just I'll just suffer and abuse myself and not take care of myself, so I can take care of everyone else. Yeah. Sorry, I'm still here, and and so when she learns. Uh, as she's really waking up and telling the truth and doing her second stage work, self-care, boundaries, honoring herself, taking responsibility for her experience, not saddle, not blaming him, then all of a sudden, um, whoa, he looks over and goes, that's interesting. Ooh, what's that light in your eyes that I haven't seen in so long? It's like she becomes the the, the, the flame to his moth again, mm-hmm. right? She becomes an invitation, Yes. And and she even becomes kind of that that challenge that that isn't merely a demand. That's worth and, and, what's worth all the effort. And and every man we 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 need challenges to feel alive. Yeah, right. We really do. We need challenges to feel alive, but we just you know, we want the challenges that we actually feel like we, we have oh, there's hope. <laughs> of, yes, actually, of actually, 
there's a slither of hope I can figure out this challenge. And and in in that yeah, so uh, I mean I, yeah. God it's so juicy. Um it is. I want to ask you about a question kind of around the fall of patriarchy. In that mm-hmm. women are rising up, you know, it and it's mm-hmm. probably kind of what you're ex- describing there. It's like we're we're stepping back into owning mm. our nature, our intuitive, mm-hmm. emotional, feeling, experiential, mm. female natures. Mm-hmm. And the front line of this feminism is really, you know, our relationships often or the, the, the little minute of our life. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we need this and we're starting to feel alive. Mm-hmm. But we really want our men with us, and I'm I'm yeah. wondering what your advice is for for us, for them, um, yeah. in how to survive the well, you know, the very probably slow fall of patriarchy. Um, we need to own our our female nature. What do men need? Yeah. Well, I, th- I think also, I think men need to own their own feminine nature. Yeah. I think, I think, I think a lot of what 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 both men and women are learning and really require to to have a full, rich life is to is to is to finally embrace our bodies. Yeah, what's happening in the body, and that you know, I I see this. So I, I'm yeah, sure I'm a relationship coach, but but the, but what I'm really up to and, and is really it's it's so it's it's it, it, it's all pervasive. I mean, the fact that we we exploit the planet, yeah. and you know what's happening, you know, around climate change and so much denial in that in that domain, and we're we're literally ignoring what what the body, what the Earth body is is telling us. The emotional wisdom of the Earth body is is it has a message for us, and as we deny it and just keep doing what we're doing because we can't feel our own bodies. Well, it's the same thing that we do in intimate relationship where where we can't feel our own body. So how, I'm not going to feel your body. And I'm just we're just going to I'm just going to keep hurting you because that's the masculine myth. Again, no pain, no gain. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the great sort of motto of of, of the era that I grew up in is no pain, no gain. It, it's OK if it hurts. Keep doing it anyway. Just, just get to up. the outcome. Suck it up. So I think, you know. I think that 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 for men, as we learn to really embrace feeling, mm. um, there will be a, a there will be a natural you know, the, the masculine in us the masculine kind of our capacity for to be productive and and be driven and ambitious and 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 set goals and that ain't going anywhere. No, that's not going anywhere. No. If anything, um, what what I believe will happen, and again, because I've seen this in my own life, it's more a question of will will we're learning how to use that in service of 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 feminine wisdom, of emotional wisdom, of of heart wisdom, uh, of love, you could say even. And so, I think that the best thing that that women can do is just just keep going, just. You know, keep doing your own inner work. Keep doing your stage two work, learning how to be boundaried and and in a way that is honoring of the other. You know, 
the initial wave of feminism was kind of a big fuck you to, to, to men, as it had to be, though, as, as it always is. Whenever I'm working with couples, helping them get out of stage one, in stage one, there's a lot of abuse, oppressiveness, manipulation, this power struggle, it's all of that. And what happens is we come to a point, usually one partner says, this sucks. I'm not doing this anymore. Fuck you. You, you, you know, I'm going to do, I'm going to do me and I'm not going back. I remember I was militant when I got out of a relationship that was so codependent. I was so militant. My motto, and I didn't even have any concepts for these stages, but my motto was, um, I am not responsible for your happiness and you, and, and, and I won't make you responsible for mine either, but don't make me responsible for yours. And it was, there was like a big fuck you inside of that. Now, over the years, as I've matured in that and, and softened my my upset, you know, around and softened my 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 own pain and done my own work to, to learn how, oh, oh, I did that to me. Oh, I wasn't honoring my own boundaries. Oh my gosh, that's why you were treating me this way, woman of the past, because I was treating myself that way. You know, then I got to realize, oh, okay, I don't have to be militant about this anymore. This is just the way of things. Right. It's just the way. And now if I've learned to honor my own boundaries, I naturally create relationships with women who and, and men, for that matter, who also honor my boundaries, because if they don't, we don't get past step one. No, we don't. We don't. The, the relationship doesn't go anywhere because yeah. um, I don't show up for it again. Yeah. And so I think. You know, just women doing that work, doing your inner growth work, learning your stage two work, to, how to take responsibility for your experience and, and be boundaried and, and, and really do you, be you fully, exquisitely, without apology, um, all of you. The, the world can't help but, but, but meet you there. And, and, and men, we're not dummies. We're not as 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 idiots as, as we as we're portrayed <laughs> to be. And sometimes I'm I'm pretty sure I am. But we'll, we'll catch on. We do want to know how to love you. We really, really do. We're very sensitive creatures. If anything, you know, we, we've covered up our sensitive heart, our sensitivity with that harsh exterior because we're terrified that if we really let you in, if we really let anyone in, you're going to see just how vulnerable and scared and, and confused we actually are. But, you know, once we really ourselves it again happens in my own relationship when my girlfriend can just honor where I'm at. It's so much easier for me to honor where she's at, and 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 that that work that goes both ways. I mean, obviously, when when I can honor where she's at, it's so much easier for her to soften, and you know, it's a dance Absolutely. we do. And I mean, that's yeah. I think it's just really terrifying for a lot of men. I feel really fortunate in that my man uh, seems to be able to to show him his vulnerability is not a big macho have to be the strongest mm -hmm. dude. But mm -hmm. I think for a lot of men, this is just what you're saying is really terrifying. So scary. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I, I want all the women out there to hear that most men come to this work after they've lost everything they cared about Yeah. after. And it's usually at the hands of a woman. Uh, of a woman not putting up with their their checkout anymore. Of a woman not, and, and that just again, it comes back to being boundaried. When 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 a woman finally decides, I'm not willing to be abused anymore because I'm not going to abuse myself. 
that's usually when men start to wake up. So it's actually doing them a favor to wake them up earlier to how serious this is. Well, absolutely. In our masculine, there's a reason that that war war is a, is a masculine pursuit, and mostly men do war because we can be uncomfortable indefinitely. Yeah. We we can override discomfort just for the sake of outcome. You know, mm-hmm. keeping the family together, keeping the relationship together, even if it's terrible. You know, one woman I worked with was telling me how at her church she was in a relationship that she just loathed. Married, kids, and the and the priest at the church was telling her, it doesn't matter if it doesn't feel good. Stay in the relationship because that's what God wants, or that's what you know the family. And and she wanted to stab the priest, and and her husband though was really thrilled to hear what the priest was saying, even though their their relationship is just completely lifeless. The husband, he's he's okay with that. That works for him because actually it's kind of – it's easy when there's not a lot of life going on. And that's and yet, how you lived your life and then you died. And then like, you died. Exactly. And so, you know, absolutely the, 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 the best thing that you can do ever for uh, your partner, for a man, for humanity is be the invitation to show up. Mm. And that, yes. and that really is just do your work such that you live in your fullness, your courageous and your own expression yeah. and, and joyed and lit up and excited to, to have the life that you have. And you will just naturally attract the curiosity of, of men who want to know how to, to love like that, how to mm-hmm. be in the presence of that. I mean, you become the invitation and it's a courageous path because a lot of people don't understand what's going on and a lot of you 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 may be criticized and 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 it, it is not a, a path for the timid but no woman listening to this is a timid heart i am no, certain of that no. oh you just gave me full body tingles oh, i just love that and i would just like to say i am the living breathing result of that i feel like what you're Mm. describing is what i have done in my marriage Mm. it Mm. it really is and Mm -hmm. my man is yeah yeah he's he's yeah interested uh he would he would have to be (laughs) otherwise he would he couldn't he couldn't hang and that's right that's right yeah because we're 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 growing and evolving at a rapid rate here but um Mm -hmm. i just have one final question because i know i've sure time up this podcast is called Unbreakable, yeah. and I'm really fascinated to hear people's versions of the part of them that is unbreakable. What is it mm. in you? I think the, the, the unbreakable part of me is, is it's that spirit. It's that spirit in me that knows no matter whatever happens it's all happening for my greater good and for the greater good of all. Yeah. Mm. So it's that yep. knowing. It's a spirit that knows that. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. It's the knowing. And, and in fact, my girlfriend and I, we actually broke up six months into our relationship. We were apart for three weeks. And she ended the relationship at that time. And it was absolutely devastating to me. And yet it was exactly, as, as I went through that experience, 
that unbreakable part of me one of my one of my friends called me a, a silver lining guru because even <laughs> even in the midst of that devastating heartache i found all the gifts that this breakup was giving to me and um just being able to find all the gifts in the breakup i actually i believe actually uh, created the, the the foundation for us to get back together just a few weeks later yeah. because the, I didn't uh, that, so that 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 aspect of me just there's nothing that can happen that doesn't in some way um, serve my evolution and when you know that life becomes so much easier right because it's really only in those moments yeah. when everything's shit that we need to know that that's right. <laughs> I, I come what may, I get to I get to experience whatever. It's like a it becomes a genuine choose your own adventure novel. It totally does. It really it's does. An adventure. Yeah. I love it. Absolutely love it. And really, you've just put into words the whole reason for this podcast. It's like ah, you don't have to fear it. Don't have to fear it. Yeah. Mm. Oh, it's been such a pleasure, Brian. Um, I would love you to share with the listeners where people can find you and what you're up Thank to. Thank you. Uh, my website, Brian, I spell it with a Y, Brian Reeves, R E E V E S.com is, uh, you, that's where all my blogs and most of my, a lot of my videos and my online program, love, sex, relationship, magic. And, um, I have a, a dating diet that you can do there. It's all kinds of fun stuff there, but but also, I'm really active on my Facebook page at Brian Reeves Official. Uh, every day, starting conversations about these topics and exploring all of this. And um, but just BrianReeves.com is really the the one stop. You can even get to my Facebook page through there. But yeah, I've um, been really enjoying, like I said, binge watching your videos. They're great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's good. That encourages me to do more. Actually, my girlfriend and I are going to Ireland for five weeks uh, next week. And uh, I'm looking forward to to doing some videos with her as well and um, some live videos. And yeah, she she is the woman who has come to teach me how to live everything I know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a beautiful thing to say about your partner. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. And, and she's profoundly boundaried. Mm. She is very boundaried. So. So sexy. (laughs) You know, it, it, it works. It's important. If she wasn't, if she wasn't, uh, our relationship wouldn't work. Mm. It just wouldn't. It would be it would be abusive, not in a way that that I would abuse her, but in a way that that she wouldn't she wouldn't honor herself. Yeah, and exactly. I would I don't I don't know how to honor her until she tells me. Exactly. Usually you're not a mind reader. I'm not a mind reader. And, and again, I can put up with things that I can deal with things. I, I have a different sensitivities and I don't even know. I don't realize I crossed a boundary until she tells me. Yeah. So yes. it, it, it works. It works. And I would just like to add to that, that my relationship with my husband 21 years ago, it started with a really freaking strong boundary mm. because he stood mm. me up on our first date. And I was just like, that dude, you do not treat me like this. 
Wow, good for you. So it was really like the first relationship ever. I mean, I was only 23, but where I had actually not just put up with any old shit. Mm. And he had a really big, strong boundary, and he was just like, "Okay, right. I gotta, I gotta treat this girl right. Okay, got it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm gonna have to show up. I got a live one here. I'm gonna have to yeah, show up for true. this experience. And, all right. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole. Again, thank you for inviting me on. I'm honored to be the first man, and um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. How good was that? If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful to you if you could take a moment and leave a review and rating over on iTunes. You can find the link to go directly to my iTunes page and all the show notes for this episode at nicolematheson.com forward slash podcast 18. While you are there, join my Facebook group for women wanting to thrive in relationships and hit subscribe or sign up to my newsletter so you don't miss any future episodes. Thanks so much for tuning in. Until next time, bye.